Hello and welcome to I Can Relate. I'm Jessica Burns. This podcast puts you in the shoes of others as people take us on their journeys of personal and sometimes sensitive experiences. These are usually topics that are not spoken about and the hope here is that by bringing them to light, it helps others feel less alone in what they're going through. I look forward to embarking on this journey with you as we develop a greater understanding and empathy for one another. Welcome everyone to season three. I'm really excited to be kicking off the season with Thriving with Autism. I interviewed Aaron from Appleton, USA. He is an adult with autism and he attributes his success as an Elvis Presley tribute artist to his autism and his Asperger's. And he says these have allowed him to nail down the moves. And he describes to us what it was like growing up with autism, all the way to what it's like being in a workplace with autism. And he also talks about what it's like dating um, as someone on the autistic spectrum. So there's a lot to unpack in there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. But if I can get one key message across is that People with autism have such exceptional skills, and I really hope you know we can provide ways to support them in the workplace because 78% of adults with autism here in the UK do not have jobs. And while a lot of people who have autism are not able to hold a job, a lot of them want to and a lot of them can. And it goes to show, Erin has shown us, that when you allow someone and support them to put themselves in the right environment, they can absolutely thrive. So I hope you enjoy this episode today. Hello and welcome, Erin. How are you? I'm good. You look fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. I just threw something together. Oh, is this one of the Elvis outfits? No, this is just me not in sweatpants outfit. Nice. I'm wearing my sweatpants. How are you? (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. It's seen, seen above here. So. Yeah, it's a party up top for sure. Absolutely. That's, are we getting used to that these days? Aren't we getting yeah. used to Comfort is king. I've started like maybe going outside in my sweatpants, but maybe I need to not do that so much, but whatever. That's right. It's you. It's, we're in the era of DoorDash and Eat Street and don't leave your couch. So yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. I feel justified. How how have you been? Would you tell everyone where you live? Oh, yes, absolutely. I live in Appleton, Wisconsin, USA. I know. If you don't know where that is, Green Bay Packers, just a little bit over. That's where it is. It sounds is. adorable, by the way. Appleton. Love it. It is. It's it's the little apple. New York's the big apple. It's, oh my god, stop. How big is it? Gosh, Appleton, it's really small. I mean, yeah. compared to like Milwaukee and Chicago, it's 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 quaint. It's a nice little town where it's big enough that it has everything, but small enough to where we don't get like the big crime like Chicago or a Milwaukee or a New York. Nice. I'm a small town girl myself. So uh, Are I, you? Like, I like the small town vibes. I do too. I'm a city guy at heart, but like I could never live in a big city, I don't think. Why do you think that is? Even as an entertainer touring and traveling, um, 
I don't know. I, I could vacation there, but I couldn't live there. Cause like, I just think things are too fast paced. It's so true. Cause I live in London um, and it's such a different pace. It almost feels like a merry-go-round. Like when I go back from Bermuda to here, I have to like jump on and brace myself. Um, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. Um, we're going to talk today about um, having autism uh, and Asperger's. Would you mind if I read you off um, kind of like a definition that I found and tell me if you relate to any of it? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. So for autism, I found it says people who have autism find it hard to communicate and interact with other people, hard to understand how other people think or feel, find bright lights or loud noises, overwhelming, stressful, or uncomfortable, get maybe the city, <laughs> get anxious or upset about unfamiliar situations and social events, take longer to understand information, do things, the same things over and over again. So that's what I found on uh, autism. Do you relate to any of that? I laughed a little bit just because when they said the whole lights thing, it's like, yep, I'm on stage. So there goes that logic. <laughs> um, so true. <laughs> but I would have to say the behavior over and over thing, I would have to say I can relate to that. Um repetitive maybe behaviors and tendencies I would have to say I can yeah um I'd say most of that and I get asked a lot of, of or asked this a lot um I'd say most of that is for people who are maybe lower functioning what you does know, that mean so gosh I'm so used to using it in a broad term um less social okay um and more needing more of kind of a structured setting um more like the typical headphones having to be left alone having to have a routine um not always or not being as independent as a higher functioning um individual with autism um so versus asperger's so do you mind if i read those all no you absolutely yeah okay so mm -hmm. Um, I think they're very overlapping, by the way. Um, so getting very anxious about social situations, um, mm -hmm. finding it hard to make friends or preferring to be on your own, seeming blunt, rude, or, or not interested in what others are meaning to. <laughs> finding it relating hard. to that in certain settings, I can totally relate to that one. <laughs> I always say I'm not a cold-hearted jerk. I just lack that empathy piece from time to time. <laughs> Final two, by the way, are taking things very literally. So for example, you may not understand sarcasm or phrases like break a leg. And finally, having, <laughs> having the same routine and getting very anxious if it changes. So let's, let's unpack that. The anxious if it changes, I would have to say that is 100% true for me uh, when it comes to like a routine or like daily. Uh, I, want, I don't want to say like daily living, but like when I was working, you know, at, at, at uh, my nine to five job, obviously balancing an entertainer, or entertainer, entertaining career. I haven't had coffee this morning. I really haven't. <laughs> um, uh, 
was hard, but I'd say the routine part of you know, getting up, taking the bus, going to work, going home. That was important once I got in that groove. And if like, sometimes I'd have to like, maybe like switch up the schedule where I worked or the time I worked, that it wouldn't always throw me through a loop once I was able to like try it. But for the first couple of times, it was like, you know, you're overthinking what's today going to be like, what's this job going to be like, you know, you know the whole a lot of overthinking and stressors on those points. Um, that or the 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 humor and sarcasm thing. If it wasn't, if I didn't have the mom that I had, um, I think I would agree with that. My mother was very salty and crass and dirty with her humor. My she kind was, of woman. She was also a, a direct. A, she dispatched trucks, so she worked with truckers. So she had that kind of rough, you know, work with that type. So had I not had a mom that kind of had that comedian that when we were at parties and stuff, they'd be like, did your kid just say that? And she's like, yep, that's my boy. <laughs> you know, like I remember, I, I want to say I would have been like nine or 10 years old. We just moved into um, the neighborhood. And this lady was taking her trash out. She was our neighbor across the way. And <laughs> from a six or seven-year-old saying this, I said, hey, Jean, how the fuck are you? <laughs> and she's like, I like you. I don't know why. Oh, my so God. If it wasn't for my mother, I don't think I would have. think that's where I picked it up. Because obviously, when you live in a house with your parents, you learn things. So it just came second nature for me to be pick up on that sort of thing yeah do you find you use humor as well I do I, not always at the right times <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do I am a Elvis tribute artist yes. uh, a lot of the 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 difference between an Elvis tribute artist and an impersonator is the impersonator at times will make a joke, kind of a caricature out of out of Elvis Presley, where the uh, tribute artist is paying a respectful and uh, authentic tribute to him, costuming, stage-wise, songs, era. Um, I've been doing that for about four years. Um, loved Elvis since I was a kid, but the 70s, 1970s is, is the era I really kind of dug with the glitter and the, the capes and the bling and the excess everything over the top I yes. love that and on stage I always Elvis said he off stage he likes his clothes normal but on stage you, he wants them as flashy as he can get them and for me that's I just like playing with the clothing so how do you think for you um your autism and Asperger's has helped you with your career with with your Elvis uh what, what do we call it tributing tributing yeah I like that. I actually like that better. I uh, <laughs> I like that. It sounds classier. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I would have to say the OCD part, because I'm obsessing about Elvis, so I'm constantly, you know, trying to perfect it and tweak it and mold it. I'd say probably the OCD. Yeah. I will say, though, at a young age, I, I say my music teacher helped me because I never had stage fright. But I would get 
really down on myself if I even messed up one line mm. and it wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Are you like so that almost, now? No, a little bit when I'm live, but if there's an issue with an amp or something, it's funny because people are like, your Elvis voice. You, I go from like this, if I have to like talk for a minute while they can situate stuff on stage, I, I go from like, thank you very much to like, hey guys, so um, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Wait, can we have a little bit of Elvis, please? Absolutely, baby. You can have all the Elvis if you want. Thank you very much. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, Elvis. Thank you. I will have everything I want. <laughs> Meet me after the show, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the hair flick as well. This is, uh, it's, is it all, is that what you do on stage as well? No, it's teased up and sprayed on stage. It's like big. I really want to see one of your shows, please. It's very, it's very sweaty. It's very sweaty. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the whole giving the scarves and giving the ladies kisses anymore. Because with COVID, that used to be the, you know, you get the scarf and, or, and it's funny because I had a lady in Memphis run up on stage and she was from the United Kingdom. They came, uh, interesting dressers. They were both in like, leather pants and a dress shirt and she had like this leather skirt thing with like cute little chunky boots on she was really cute and she, she came up on stage and she tried to take my belt off oh oh what did you do well it was a 24 it was one of my bigger 24 karat gold belts it's huge it's big um and it's a replica of the actual one he wore i said if you get the guy in the eye sorry about my wife I, I, it was a while ago but it was something like that and I was like kind of caught off guard because she was just so enthused she was so happy and and nice people but I've just never gotten that before that sort of a like <laughs> you're like I prefer to keep my belt on ladies <laughs> I always like to be nice to people I think that's probably like, why you've been successful <laughs> it wasn't for COVID yeah can I just say that you're defying literally what these you know box definitions are because it doesn't sound like you have any trouble socializing whereas it it, it does that that is kind of like what it reads in the definitions we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. there's things that I do struggle with that I you know I see a counselor which has helped immensely both mentally and to just in the era of COVID right now mental health is a huge thing I'm all for you know, watching mental health, checking in with your friends, that whole thing, because not only is it hard on the average person, but it's also hard on, on people with, with different abilities. So, um, so having a good support team absolutely helps. Yeah. 100%. And it's so unfortunate that not a lot of people have that. I always say I was very blessed because in my opinion, there's resources, but I wish there was just more for, 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 for the less fortunate and for people who don't have yeah. that to get that. Yeah. Do you think I mean, people with like autism or Asperger's have struggled more during COVID with, from a mental health perspective? Yes. Why do you think that I is? Mean, well, I mean, for one, I would have to say that routine gets thrown off. So, you know, you're kind of like, especially day-to-day-wise or 
daily living, you know, that kind of, whether it's a job, whether it's social peace, which is extremely important, whether it's uh, routine, I think with that comes heightened anxiety. It enhances the what's next, you know, over planning to like a whole nother level. Mm, Yeah. So we've spoken a little bit about like the definitions, what it's been like for you with your work. What was it like uh, having autism slash Asperger's when you were growing up and when were you diagnosed? Oh gosh, the diagnosis was one I can never remember because I was really young, but I was diagnosed at a young age. And in the early 2000s, there wasn't much advocacy for it like there is now because we have social media and there's technology. And at a young age, the difficult part was making friends, being bullied, and then trying to figure out what quality of life would be for me. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, so my parents were taking me to different therapists, you know, trying to figure out, you know, we want to make him a contributing member of society, but we also want to make him as independent as as absolutely possible so he can, you know, live on his own, have a job, you know, pursue what he wants to pursue with minimal help, if that's warranted, needed. Um, And I'd say the push for independence came from both my mom, my dad, and my sister, who is a brilliant, brilliant woman. I think she follows. My mom was probably one of the most brilliant people I ever met and the most patient and tolerable. But I would have to say my sister and father. (laughs) When you have a child with a disability, I think (laughs) not only is it stressful, but it builds up your patience. It really does. When you're hearing the same Elvis song for the 10th time on repeat, <laughs> I think it builds up a level of tolerance. My, my sister and my, my, my father definitely wanted that because they knew I could do it. Yeah. You know, their thing was, we know you're, what you're capable of. Don't limit yourself, rely on yourself. And if you need help, that's okay but you're capable of more, you know I what I mean? That. I love that. It sounds <laughs> like I, you have such a good family. Crazy, but good, crazy, good kind of crazy. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, you know, I think the education part for me though, probably at a young age was the hardest for me was education and being bullied. What? That was my biggest struggle. Would When you say education, would you find the actual learning of, of topics challenging as well yes yes it would have to be like uh, repeated for it to sink in for me to finally understand it I couldn't just skim a topic and all of a sudden like be ready for that test the next day yeah I had ADHD growing up and I have that too yeah oh I have a whole I just didn't want to get confused you have a whole slew of oh you've got all the letters (laughs) I have ADHD, I have OCD. Yeah, I have a bunch. I have a bunch. (laughs) I remember growing up from a learning perspective, it is hard. And I I think, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I am 26. I always think about 
we're the, I know it changes every year. It's, it's hard to keep up, you know? I mean, I'm also 26. So we grew up in the exact same generation. And I just feel like there just wasn't the support for learning difficulties. And I remember I was publicly shamed in class once when I was talking to a friend in the back and a teacher went, Jess, have you taken your meds today? Ooh, girl, girl, if your parents were anything like mine, they would have sued the hell out of that school. Uh, <laughs> so did you experience anything like that from teachers or were your teachers quite supportive? They were supportive, but you can't teach a child with autism this way and then the same child this way because it's not going to work. Yes. Individualized learning has more success than cookie cutter learning does. Yeah, absolutely. So do you mind if we talk a little bit about the bullying you experienced? Absolutely. Can you share with us what that was like and for how long? Oh gosh, it was probably almost damn near my entire uh, uh, school time. I actually, uh, I think, you know, kids don't always understand, which is you, you have to give the kids I guess, in my opinion, the credit of not understanding because they're only, you know, they what they learn at home and what the school's doing if they're not punishing them, this, that, and the other thing. Hindsight's 2020, it's not their fault. Um, but I would get lockered. I would get what does pushed that mean? down the stairs. What's where what they like that? grab you and they stuff, they where they grab you and they like stick you in a locker and then they lock the locker. Oh my god. Are you serious? Sorry, I'm so claustrophobic. That'd be the like the worst nightmare of my life. There was a lot. I mean, I'm 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 happy in the age of social media that it wasn't as advanced as it is now, where you could like record people doing stupid shit to people. I, yeah. I'm thankful for that. Because you wouldn't have wanted people to record it happening to you. Is that what you mean? I would hate to have. I guess it go viral, as they say. Yeah. Oh my god. How do you think um, your bullying has impacted you today? I mean, it's made me look at, 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 at people as they're human beings and, and, and human beings, whether you're gay, trans, straight, bi, Woo. black, white, it doesn't matter what you are. We all need love we all need acceptance and I think the killing with kindness thing yeah be kind to one another what does it cost to be kind to one another it takes more effort to be a dick yeah than it does to just say hey hi I mean even on the road and on tour when I'm in a hurry to be somewhere and I look like a mess without my makeup on and I'm just like coming out of the elevator I still take that time to say hi or get a picture because it's like you don't want to be an unapproachable standoffish arrogant fuck yeah don't want to be that queen no no No, I don't (laughs) girl no no would you mind if we if I asked you how for you has Asperger's and autism um impacted your dating life at all and also yes okay you go for it yes um the social awkwardness is the most noticeable. And then there's the, I don't want to say lying, but there's like, for that first like couple weeks, you're putting on this like fake image because you don't want to like scare them off. 
you know? So it's oh, like, yeah, there's that. Yep. Uh, on the contrary, I think it has also helped me realize that not everybody is going to be as understanding. I've had a, quite a few relationships in my time not to implement that I'm a whore. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But, but um, I would have to say, it's just difficult because I think even in the, in the, in the social world as friends, nowadays, I feel like this generation coming up has such high standards, like way higher than we did. Yes. In a great way. Is that what you mean of like, of being a nice person? Is that what you mean? Being a nice person, but I also think there's more tolerance. And I think if you break the mold, you're not looked at as weird. Yes. Uh, I was like, what's wrong with him? Yeah. Whereas it's like nowadays, everything is so celebrated. Like for example, LGBT's been more accepted. We've had black lives matter. Um, yeah. I just can't believe how far we've come since we've been in high school. Like it's just incredible. Um, cause we would have both graduated in 2012. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. so like, that's about Nine years ago, I feel like we've come far in the last You're second. aging me. Now I'm going like, I'm wanting to wear like an I Love Boobies bracelet while listening to 303 <laughs> and Justin Bieber. And you get an I Love Boobies bracelet. Mama. Can you get me one too? Oh my God. I haven't seen those in forever. <laughs> I don't even All know what they are. <laughs> they're, uh, they're like, remember like, do you remember the, the, um, the, those rubber band, silly bands people used to wear all the time? Yes. And yeah. And yeah. like, they had these ones that said I love boobies that they sold at like, I think it was like Spencer's and Hot Topic. Stop. I would have totally worn that. It was wonderful. It was the school's banned them, but they were for a good cause. It was for like um, breast, breast cancer. cancer. Oh my God, I remember this. Oh my God. Whoa, yeah. you just unpacked a part of my brain that's like, wow. Don't forget your Heelys. Oh my God. I had Heelys and I only, I only just gave them away. Cause I'm a big roller skater. So I've you always kept them. Those things will be worth money. I know it was so silly to be honest, but, oh, they were the best when I was in an airport, just like watch out bitches. Like my mom I was dad, like, like the emo boy with the straight hair and the Osiris's and the skinny jeans with like the, like the shell necklaces. Oh yes. Uh, I love that. Being an island girl, I definitely vibe with the shell necklace. Do you? Okay, wait, Hate really it. quick. Since we were talking about dating, have you ever watched the TV program Love on the Spectrum? I have not. Oh my gosh. Okay, so do you know what it is? I mean, it's- I do not. They match up people who are on the autism uh, spectrum and they put them, it's like a dating TV show. It's honestly the, one of my favorite programs because so many people who are on there say they, they, they are so excited to be, you know, with a pool of people who are like-minded. Um, so, sure. yeah, for you, would you want to date someone who's on the spectrum or? Yes, I would prefer that because yeah. I feel like it would be more relatable. You could understand each other's problems that way. And you're not like, what is going on? you're crazy. You know, why are you flipping out? I think there would be a little more understanding there for sure. Yeah. So we're going to get you signed up and you're going to remember me when you're on that show and you're going to give me a little shout out, please. And let's go. (laughs) One final question. Do you have any advice for um, someone who is on the autism spectrum 
who is, you know, being bullied or is feeling socially uncomfortable with work, what advice would you give? Don't let people put you in a box and don't think it's going to stay that way forever because it's absolutely, you may feel alone at that time and you may be like, okay, this is how my, the rest of my life's going to be. I'm not going to have any friends. I'm going to be isolated. You know, what that loneliness of it all. Don't ever give up because you never know what's around the corner and what opportunities you have. You know, everybody says things are limitless. Don't limit yourself and don't ever blame yourself either. Because Mm -hmm. if you continue to blame yourself, you will block yourself from that growth. And you need to express all those feelings, whether it's happiness, whether it's sadness, whether it's joy, you need to go through that because otherwise you can turn into a cliche of a person and, you know, vulnerability is absolutely okay. Cry when you need to laugh, when you need to be vulnerable. Don't put on a facade because eventually that can end up limiting your growth in the future because you will never be able to become your authentic self. Thank you so much, Erin. I've had so much fun having you on. Um, Where can our listeners watch? Do you have anywhere recorded of your Elvis tributing? I do. I have my tributing. You're tributing. It's so good. Um, On Facebook, uh, Erin Smith, Elvis Tribute Artist is my page on Facebook. And all my videos from some of my shows are on there. I post concert dates, tour dates, anything that's upcoming is on there. I actually am really excited because in August, I have my first full concert since COVID. So I'm very excited. Oh, rock on. Where's it going to be? It is going to be in Oshkosh, Wisconsin at a place called Twisted Roots Tavern. Ooh! All right, listeners, if you hear that, make your way down and don't try and tell take Elvis's belt off because he's not <laughs> appreciate that. It's not that kind of show, folks. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, not that kind of show. Okay. Charlotte, PG thirteen. Thank you Go again. Absolutely. All right. Bye, Aaron. Bye, Jessica. Take care, guys. You've been listening to I Can Relate. If you'd like to hear more of these episodes, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform you're listening on. To become a part of the community, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Join me next time for another episode. Thanks for listening.